on this week's Trivia Night, here we are now, so entertain us with 15 fresh questions about 1990s Alternative. What's shaking, Trivia Heads, and welcome to another brand new episode of Trivia Night, the best trivia show on the planet and the only show you need to test your knowledge on all the facts that's fit to print. From mosh pits to peach pits, any topic you need, we have got you covered. Each week, we crank up the fuzz to bring you the most college radio-friendly alternative trivia since the dawn of modern rock. I am your host, Philip Tricky, and I'm swimming against the mainstream from Trivia Night World Headquarters in Dayton, Ohio, home of alternative heroes guided by voices. We've got brand new episodes for you each and every week featuring guaranteed 100% original trivia. And while I do agree that you should bring your friends, there's just no way it's fun to lose and to pretend. The only thing stupid here is just how contagious your knowledge will be playing along with Trivia Night. On this week's episode, it's been one week since we triviaed, y'all. So we're taking a look at the flip side of boring mainstream music trivia with our deep dive into 1990s alternative. It's time to walk with me around the trivia lake tonight as we ask the hard-hitting questions like, just how much danger was Harvey actually in? What does teen spirit actually smell like? And just what kind of lubricant does Toad use to keep that socket wet? If you're down with trivia, well then you're down with me as we spend 120 minutes, give or take, with 1990's Alternative on Trivia Night. Trivia Night is brought to you by and created with Crowdpur. Add fun to your events with awesome trivia, leaderboards, and live streaming. Get instant access to our basic plan and create a cool event for up to 20 participants, all for free. So if you want to host your own game just like this, check out Crowdpur.com after the episode. Now put on your best platform double suede as I lay down some trivia ground rules real quick. I've got 15 questions in a variety of formats. Some multiple choice questions, some type to text questions without answer options, and some drag and drop order questions, where you just have to put answers in the correct order. And if you'd like to see for yourself the awesome features included with all of our trivia games, features like videos, GIFs, fun facts, and more, just go to trivianight.live slash K5NCC, that's trivianight.live slash K5NCC to play along to this game on any device, right from Crowdpur. You can also find a link to this game in the episode description. And I really hate to keep quibbling with the man, but really, Kurt, with the lights out, it's less dangerous? Let's play! All right, here we go with 1990s Alternative on Trivia Night. Question one. What alternative band scored a number one hit on Billboard's Modern Rock chart in 1997 with Sex and Candy? Was it A, Harvey Danger, B, Jimmy Eat World, C, Veruca Salt, or D, Marcy Playground? A, Harvey Danger, B, Jimmy Eat World, C, Veruca Salt, or D, Marcy Playground? Which one of these alternatives bands smelled sex and candy on the modern rock charts in 1997? The correct answer is... D. It was Marcy Playground. 
Marcy Playground hit number one on the modern rock charts in 1997 with Sex and Candy, and that song spent a then-record 15 weeks at number one on the modern rock chart. Here we go with question two. Which Michael Jackson album did Nirvana's Nevermind bump from the top spot on the Billboard charts in January 1992? Was it A, Bad, B, Dangerous, C, History, Past, Present, and Future, Book 1, or D, Invincible? A, Bad, B, Dangerous, C, History, Past, Present, and Future, Book 1, or D, Invincible? Which Michael Jackson album got knocked off by Nirvana in January 1992? The correct answer is B, Dangerous. Michael Jackson's Dangerous. Michael Jackson's Dangerous had already been certified platinum four times over by the time Nirvana's Nevermind replaced it atop the Billboard 200 in January 1992. They used to always talk about the 1991 Christmas bump for that record. All the parents putting Nevermind in their kids' stockings really helped knock Michael Jackson out of the top spot. Let's keep it going here with question three. Perry Farrell, lead singer of Blank, founded the traveling alternative music festival Lollapalooza in 1991. Was it A, Fishbone, B, Jane's Addiction, C, The Afghan Wigs, or D, Butthole Surfers? A, Fishbone, B, Jane's Addiction, C, The Afghan Wigs, or D, Butthole Surfers? Which of these bands was led by Perry Farrell, founder of Lollapalooza in 1991? The correct answer is B. It was Jane's Addiction. Now, Perry Farrell initially started Lollapalooza as a farewell tour for Jane's Addiction. But if you've listened to the radio in the last 30 years, you realize that Jane's Addiction did not break up at all, and they just kept going and going. Question four. Which of these popular 1990s TV shows gets shouted out in the 1998 Bare Naked Ladies hit One Week? Is it A, Murphy Brown, B, Seinfeld, C, The X-Files, or D, Dawson's Creek? A, Murphy Brown, B, Seinfeld, C, The X-Files, or D, Dawson's Creek? Which one of these TV shows gets shouted out in one week? The correct answer is... C, The X-Files. He's watching X-Files with no lights on and hoping that the smoking man's in this one. Question five. What oddly named alternative band scored hits in the early 1990s with All I Want and Walk on the Ocean? Is it A, Squirrel Nut Zippers? B, Gorky's Zygotic Mincy? C, Ned's Atomic Dustbin? Or D, Toad the Wet Sprocket? A, Squirrel Nut Zippers. B, Gorky's Zygotic Mincy? C, Ned's Atomic Dustbin, or D, Toad the Wet Sprocket? Who had hits in the 90s with All I Want and Walk on the Ocean? The correct answer is D, it's Toad the Wet Sprocket. Man, the 1990s were the heyday for weirdly named bands. I don't know if the 2000s can hold a candle to the so many weird band names that came out in the 1990s. Toad the Wet Sprocket got their name from an early Monty Python sketch and that name was first used by a British blues band in the late 1970s. Wonder if they had a hit with Walk on the Ocean, too. I'll have to look into that. All right, question six is a type to text. I'm not giving you any answer options, so you're going to have to dig deep, deep down into the files of Alternative Nation to find the answer to this question. So here we go with a type to text question six. When not fighting on stage and in the press, Brothers Noel and Blank Gallagher scored several top tens in the 1990s with Oasis. 
Again, the question is, when not fighting on stage and in the press, brothers Noel and Blank Gallagher scored several top tens in the 1990s with Oasis. Looking for the name of the other Gallagher brother besides Noel, who led the band Oasis, the correct answer is Liam. Liam and Noel Gallagher. Here's a little fun fact about Oasis. A recording of an argument between Noel and Liam Gallagher titled Wibbling Rivalry hit number 52 on the UK singles charts in November 1995. That's how freaking popular that band was. I'm sorry, but yeah, what's the story, Morning Glory? That album still rips. Should listen to it. Get out there and listen to it right now. Question seven. What does Slacker spokesperson Beck say he's got in his veins in the 1993 alternative anthem, Loser? Is it A, butane, B, octane, C, methane, or D, ice? A, butane, B, octane, C, methane, or D, ice? Which of these does Beck have in his veins in Loser? The correct answer is A. He's got butane in his veins and blah, 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 junkie. I don't know the rest of the words. But he burst onto the alternative scene with butane in his veins on his 1993 single Loser, which had a slow rise up the Billboard Hot 100, and it hit number 10 in April of 1994. I think I saw Beck at a tiny club in Salt Lake City in April of 1994. Still, to this day, one of the weirdest shows I ever saw. But it was only five bucks, so totally worth it. Question eight. What 1990s alternative songstress described her debut album, Exile in Guyville, as a response to the Rolling Stones' Exile on Main Street? Was it A, Lisa Loeb, B, Liz Fair, C, PJ Harvey, or D, Tori Amos? A, Lisa Loeb, B, Liz Fair, C, PJ Harvey, or D, Tori Amos? whose debut album was Exile in Guyville, and that was a response to Exile on Main Street. The correct answer is... B. Is Liz Fair. In interviews that she gave around her 1993 debut, Exile in Guyville, she said it was a track-by-track response to the Rolling Stones' 1972 classic, Exile on Main Street. Both of those albums are total straight-up bangers. Moving on to question nine. According to a 1991 Primus song, which of these race car drivers never did win no checkered flag but never did come in last? Was it A, Harry, B, Gary, C, Larry, or D, Jerry? A, Harry, B, Gary, C, Larry, or D, Jerry? Which of these race car drivers never did win no checkered flag but never did come in last? The correct answer is... D. Jerry was a race car driver, and he drove so GD fast. If you think about it, Primus's 1991 alternative hit, Jerry Was a Race Car Driver, is a bit of a cautionary tale, as is later revealed in the song that Jerry had one too many cold bears one night and wrapped himself around a telephone pole. Go! Here we go with question 10. Which of these VJs was never a host on MTV's weekly alternative music showcase, 120 Minutes? Was it A. Kennedy? B, Dave Kendall, C, Matt Pinfield, or D, Adam Curry? A, Kennedy, B, Dave Kendall, C, Matt Pinfield, or D, Adam Curry? Which of these MTV VJs was never a host on 120 Minutes? 
The correct answer is A. It was Kennedy. Kennedy hosted MTV's weekday mainstream alternative show, Alternative Nation, but she was never a host on 120 Minutes, which ran from 1986 to 2000. I think one of the first CDs I ever had was the Best of 120 Minutes Volume 1. The first time I ever heard Echo and the Bunnymen and Husker Du. So thanks, 120 Minutes. You really opened my eyes. Now, before we score a crossover radio hit with the final five questions of Trivia Night, if you're enjoying this and want to host your own live trivia show, check out crowdper.com, which makes all of this trivia action happen. You can pick from our library of 100% original trivia games. We've got over 1,300 and counting. Or you can write your own. You can flesh out your questions by adding images, videos, and GIFs. You can share the link to your game with your crowd and then host live in person or with real-time streaming. There's even a free forever basic plan to get started. So add some fun to your next live, virtual, or hybrid event with CrowdPur. All right, let's get back into it and wrap up this alternative to the mainstream trivia with our trivia tribute to 90s alternative with question 11. What is the better known stage name of Pixies lead singer Charles Michael Kittredge Thompson IV? Is it A, Blackie Lawless, B, Jack Black, C, Black Francis, or D, Chuck Black? A, Blackie Lawless, B, Jack Black, C, Black Francis, or D, Chuck Black? What's the nom de guerre of Charles Michael Kittredge Thompson IV from the Pixies? The correct answer is C, it's Black Francis. Now I know some people are gonna quibble with me because he also goes by Frank Black. However, he did bill himself as Black Francis when he was in the Pixies, and then he adopted the stage name Frank Black as a solo artist. All right, question 12 is a drag and drop order question. I'm gonna read the question, give you four options, and you just need to put these in correct order. So here we go with a drag and drop order question 12. List these platinum selling 1990s alternative albums in chronological order. And your albums are Bush, 16 Stone, Hole, Celebrity Skin, Blink-182, Enema of the State, and Red Hot Chili Peppers, Blood Sugar, Sex Magic. Again, your albums are Bush, 16 Stone, Hole, Celebrity Skin, Blink-182, Enema of the State, and Red Hot Chili Peppers, Blood Sugar, Sex Magic. Move those around, mix them up, put them in the correct order. And the correct order that I am looking for is... Red Hot Chili Peppers, Blood Sugar, Sex Magic, Bush, 16 Stone, Whole Celebrity Skin, and Blink-182, Enema of the State. Blood Sugar, Sex Magic came out in 1991. 16 Stone dropped in 1994. Hole asked everybody to, oh, make me over on Celebrity Skin in 1998. And Blink-182 performed an Enema of the State in 1999. Keep things going here with question 13. What band, featuring members of Weezer and actress Maya Rudolph, nabbed a minor alternative hit in 1995 with Friends of P? Is it A, That Dog, B, The Rentals, C, The Special Goodness, or D, The Relationship? A, That Dog, B, The Rentals, C, The Special Goodness, or D, The Relationship? The correct answer is B. The Rentals. 
If you're down with B, well then you're friends with me. Former Weezer bass player Matt Sharp formed the Rentals in 1994 and has been the only consistent member of the group since. In recent years, though, he has teamed up with Nick Zinner from the Yeah Yeah Yeahs and Ronnie Venucci Jr. of the Killers, so he's bringing in more modern alternative artists. Incidentally enough, that dog opened for Beck on that weird $5 show that I saw in 1994. I love it when it all comes together. Question 14. Which of these Texas lakes shares its name with a 1994 alternative hit from Lone Star rock band Toadies? Is it A, Choke Canyon, B, Stillhouse Hollow, C, Possum Kingdom, or D, Lake of the Pines? A, Choke Canyon, B, Stillhouse Hollow, C, Possum Kingdom, or D, Lake of the Pines? Which one of these Texas lakes shares its name with a hit from Toadies? The correct answer is C, Possum Kingdom. If you should decide to walk with me around the lake tonight, the lake in question from Toadies' 1994 hit is Possum Kingdom, which is a lake near Fort Worth, Texas. All right, we smelled the sex and candy. We smelled the teen spirit. Ooh, stinks. Does he who smelt it dealt it even apply in this scenario? Lace up your Doc Martens, tie that flannel around your waist, and find out the answer to these questions and more as we wrap up 1990s Alternative with question 15. Whose 1992 album, Apollo 18, features a 21-part song called Fingertips, designed to utilize a CD player's shuffle feature? Was it A, Fountains of Wayne, B, Dead Milkmen, C, The Flaming Lips, or D, They Might Be Giants? A, Fountains of Wayne, B, Dead Milkmen, C, The Flaming Lips, or D, They Might Be Giants? Whose 1992 album Apollo 18 has a 21-part song called Fingertips? Fingertips. The correct answer is D, They Might Be Giants. Now, the liner notes of They Might Be Giants' 1992 album Apollo 18 had a disclaimer that said, The indexing of this disc is designed to complement the shuffle mode of modern CD players. Man, oh man. Even concepts ahead of their time will someday be relics of the past. Well, I heard a sound. I turned around. I turned around to find the thing that made the sound. That is our show for the week. Please, please, please do me a favor. Rate and review this show on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeart, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. A five-star review really helps out with podcast visibility, and I just, well, I just really, really need y'all to like me. Tag and follow us on Instagram and Twitter. We are at Crowdpur. You can brag about your win, check out new trivia, or just debate me on whether Celebrity Skin is a better album than Live Through This. It is. I said it. You know it's true. And if you have a topic for a future episode of Trivia Night, shoot us a DM on social media because we would love to hear from you. Lastly, do check out crowdfur.com. Create and host your own live trivia show just like this. Thank you so much for listening and playing. My name is Philip Tricky, and join us right here next week for another brand new episode of Trivia Night. <laughs>